Hello, it's Shahid. It's nice to have you back with us again. Don't forget, our award show is open and the first deadline is this Friday, the 11th of March. So do not miss out on that. Please, please, please hit the follow or subscribe button. And if you have a spare 10 seconds, do give us a review and a rating. So I've known June for quite a few years. I've never worked directly with her, but we used to bump into each other at award shows and judging panels. And she's always been a very prominent person uh, on the award circuit. And I know many of our regular listeners will know by now that I have no script or format to any of these podcast recordings. They are genuine conversations and we just record and go wherever they want to go, really. And I just need to stress that because this was a completely unplanned podcast. And a little later on in this recording, you'll hear that June discovers some special gifts uh, within her life. Uh, She's basically a channeler if you like. And she uses some of these gifts on me um, on the podcast. They were completely unplanned. Uh, And even when I was editing this, I was kind of in two minds on not whether to put any of it in. But we've kept it all in. This podcast is pretty much unedited. Uh, You are about to listen to the entirety of our conversation. It's (laughs) everything's in there Um, and I just thought it was very very important for you to know that my reaction to everything June did was completely real completely genuine I have to stress that Uh, we recorded this a few weeks ago it was a Friday I was pretty tired Uh, you know achy shoulders stiff neck fairly low energy levels and June channels a couple of times for me again I'd never been channeled two before I really had no idea what was going on and I'm not going to spoil it for you but I just want to say this I did leave the recording feeling completely refreshed energized you know no more aches or pains and this sounds strange just me even saying this but I felt like my body was smiling and I I, yeah it's a very weird thing for me to say but I just think it's really important that you all understand that that was exactly what happened and you know june isn't paying me to say this um it's genuinely coming from from me yeah so look there's a lot of focus right now on mental health and uh i think what i learned from this episode was that spiritual health is an area that we could perhaps all do a little bit more with looking at and focusing on yeah so this podcast blew my mind <laughs> i think it's going to blow yours too um do get in touch when you get to the end of this. I'd really love to know what you think. Enjoy. Hello, everyone. It's Shahid from The Creative Floor, and welcome back to another podcast. We're very, very humbled to bring you the former CCO of McCann Health and founder of Toppy Toppy, June Laffey. Hello, June. Hi. So nice to be here. Yeah, well, you're in Australia, right? Yeah, so... I'm living uh, the most beautiful place. It's like heaven on earth, and I'm setting up a, a retreat, a spiritual retreat here, uh, using my incredible spiritual gifts that have just come through me, and uh, using my. I want to say all that. But what was that? <laughs> <laughs> a message from above. <laughs> that was. Say say that again. Um, when you introduced me, can you say uh, founder of Toppy Toppy Retreat? You said Toppy Toppy. Yes. Which is a whole suburb. Yes. 
<laughs> okay, well, let's just do this in the, in the intro. This is live. So, to- okay, so it's not just Toppy Toppy. It's a Toppy Toppy retreat, yeah. which sounds wonderful. Whereabouts in Australia is the Toppy Toppy retreat? So Toppy Toppy retreat is three hours north of Sydney and it's close to the most amazing beaches in New South Wales. Really uh, incredible uh, land that I'm on as well. It's very strong in Aboriginal energy and it's got a lot of history. Well, it's it's fantastic, A, to hear your voice. And I think um, many, 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 many people who listen to these podcasts will be fully aware of who you are and all the amazing work and, and all that you've contributed to our industry. We thought we'd get you on here and talk about you and we talk about your learnings and and your insights on on how you've transitioned from you know starting off as a as a creative working to the dizzy heights of of McCann and then obviously you've kind of moved into your next phase of your life I think I think if we look at the world today I mean everyone's been in a constant transition I would sort of say over the last two years um you just have to look at you know the big resignation going over in the states right now the uk is certainly having its equivalent over here and it just sort of felt right to get you on this moment in time to talk about your journey and your incredible transitions and your incredible learnings of what you've gone through and how anyone listening to this podcast and beyond could potentially benefit from from your insights and and your learnings. So does that all sound okay, June? Sounds totally perfect. I think the the, the thing with uh, COVID is it has given us an all an opportunity to reflect on who we are and what's important to us. And for me, certainly, it gave me uh, the the space to actually really feel into what my life is and what it can be and should should moving on, should I choose it to be different, I can actually make that happen. Uh, so I think that that's probably happening with a lot of people as well. Yeah, totally, completely. So, so June, as, as ever, like these podcasts never really have much of a format. <laughs> so where would you like to start? Uh so maybe I, I talk a little bit about who, who, who I've been and my journey uh, to uh, the flagship of um, what ended up being the most creatively awarded uh, agency in the world, uh, which is amazing. Thanks, Shahid. Thanks, Tim. <laughs> uh, so maybe my journey uh, quickly around that. So, uh, and I can. I can I can give you the 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 bullet points. I so I started in uh, advertising when I was uh, straight out of uni. I made the transition into healthcare uh, at the beginning of the new millennium with an agency called CJB, and that agency showed me the value of having a really incredible mentor. And I had a mentor then, my first mentor, um, Phil Brown. Uh, wonderful man. And with that, I made the uh, decision to go into health because I really wanted to make a difference. And it was before healthcare was sexy. It was before the young kids were coming in. But I just saw an opportunity to do something really different. And I think the what I got really quickly is that the work we can do 
and 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 have started to do and will do more of in in this wonderful industry that of of ours um can empower lives it can save lives and i saw that way back then and it was really important to me to actually follow follow that um because i felt in my heart that's that's what that's what i was here for at that time that felt like that was my dharma um but i was pretty crap <laughs> I was pretty crap. What do you mean? What do you mean you were crap? What do you mean you were crap? Well, well, I never, I never really believed in myself. I was, I was an okay copywriter, um, but I certainly had no aspirations that I wanted to um, get to where I got to in terms of chief creative officer of um, McCann Health. Uh, oh, so you started off as a writer? As a, is that that's how you started? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was a humble copywriter, and um, yeah, I was. I had I had no idea that this career was was uh, looking for me, which which is when I think about it, it's it's incredible because it was all there waiting. I didn't have to visualize it. I got to where I got to just because I treated people really well, and I loved the people. I loved the people, and I loved the work. And I'm I'm a really big believer if that you love. If you love people and you can empower people, then the work takes care of itself. And with that, the work gets better. That wins business. Um, and the work also wins the awards as well. So it all starts with the people. We're not a sausage factory. We don't make sausages. We make creative. And the creative comes from the hearts and souls of our creative people. So I kind of like had that realization very early on in my career. Um, so, how, so how big was the agency then? So there was thirty five people there, and um, okay, I got I got retrenched from there, and it broke my heart. I'd had two babies within a year of each other, and then I had a car accident, and then I got retrenched. <laughs> Boom! Um, and it broke my heart. We were we were like a. Um, we were like an under seven football team chasing the ball, right? So it was like if the ball went in one direction, we all went in one direction. So if one went to lunch, we all went to lunch. We were such an amazing team. And that incredible agency and that incredible man, um, Phil, really showed me the way, um, Gay McKinley as well, really showed me the way to um, really feel a sense of belonging, which I think is so important. And so I knew I wanted to work in health. Um, and so every every single job, that, and there weren't that many, so it was CJB, um, and then I was creative director of Grey Health. Uh, and then um, at DDB, I was employed to work on some mainstream, but I ended up pretty much leading the creative um, for the health remedy at DDB. Uh, and then after that... Um, it was McCann Health, and so when I joined McCann Health, there was an agency of, uh, I think, 15. It grew at one point to, I think, 33, um, but we always had an agency, uh, a creative department of just three people uh, until it got a little bit bigger with studio. And so um, with that, um, Jeremy actually, so Jeremy Perot, I'll talk about him. I, I feel like he actually believed, believed in me when I never believed in myself. And because of his belief in me and his very 
astute mentorship and his passion and his care for the people and the work, he actually, I'm not going to say molded, but he set me free into the creative that I became. Um, And he showed me a way that is very, very rare in our industry, I think. So June, just quickly, if, if I may ask a couple of questions, it's really interesting. Just so far, we're right at the beginning. You talked about never believing in yourself, but then you've sort of quickly gone from, you know, your first sort of role at CJB and then you, you've gone to creative director at Grey, then creative director at DDB and then creative director at McCann. Even though they're small departments in Australia and small agencies, you're still taking that creative leadership role right did you still not have that self-belief even at that level even with that experience of going from grey to ddb to mccann uh look i i had a so the difference between so in australia the agencies are really small so in grey i was a creative director but i was also the only writer um <laughs> so oh, <right. laughs> yeah okay well that's the thing it, it was the title and I led the department there was a, a, an art director and then there was a studio person and then there was production and so it, it, it like it was there in title um I was even creative director in Papua New Guinea before I went into healthcare but that was an agency with <laughs> <laughs> myself and like six Papua New Guineans I didn't even speak the language <laughs> um so okay okay yeah yeah it was so I but I'd never ever believed that I would reach where I reached because that wasn't my interest my interest was in the ideas but primarily the people and but when when Jeremy came on board he told me I was going to win a lion and I felt my bum clench. <laughs> I was so scared. <laughs> um, and I did within, the, with, I think it was within a year and a half, I won the first gold farmer lion um, and he was there to present it. So I think that that is the value of mentorship and having someone that really truly believes in you and holds that belief until you believe in yourself. It's fantastic. So how long were you at McCann Australia then? Um, So I was at McCann Australia for seven and a half, nearly eight years. Um, But with that, for much of that, I was also running uh, Southeast Asia uh, based in Australia. And then um, I moved to New York at the beginning of 2018. And how did that happen? Because that's, that's quite a jump, isn't it? Um, so in terms of the network and the awards, a lot of the awards were coming out of Australia. And I also um, set up Bravo, which was the Global's Healthcare um, uh, Award show that was quickly replicated in um, New York for uh, the Americas and beyond. And so I started to get a bit of a uh, interest. And with that, I got invited on a lot of uh, juries. And um, I was obviously, I still am a female. (laughs) And um, I was in a more remote country. And I got known pretty quickly in the jury rooms for um 
uh, saying my truth, um, but also listening um, and being strong but not overpowering. That's the feedback I've had from different people. And so very quickly I was asked to chair different award shows, so Clio's, The Global's, um, yeah, and so I was either chairing or judging all of them and then I uh, was asked to chair the big one, which was the Cannes Healthline. So I did that in 2017 and then after that, uh, after that, that I think the attention was drawn to me and it was it was a no-brainer. I think, I don't know, like <laughs> you can only guess uh, that, that then they moved me into this other role because I obviously had something that they wanted to replicate in New York. What was your belief at that point? Because, you know, it's I've worked in little agencies and in small markets um, under big brand network names, you know, where it's all the money basically and all the scale is in the States. So it's a completely different ball game. But when you're in a much smaller market, you, it is, you know, you have that, you have more freedom, don't you, to try, you know, have, have that ability to get more of the sort of more creative work out. At this point, did you have the self-belief to go, yeah, I can go over into the States to do it? Or were you still very apprehensive and was Jeremy very much critical to that move? Or were you like, no, I, I can do this, like no problem? Um, I never doubt by that stage, I never doubted my, um, potential to, to do what needed to be done. And, um, I was excited about the opportunity. Um, it came as a surprise. To me. What do you mean? Well, it came as a surprise to me of the, the breadth and the importance and the perceived importance of that role. Uh, because it was not something that I had necessarily aspired to. And I didn't realize that the American way seems to be, and I might be totally off in this, seems to be to aspire to that title. Um, and I landed in that title and I just got on with it, which is kind of the way I would operate. And and I didn't really realize how big that was until I was interviewing um, a, a young art director and uh, she said to me at the end of the interview, how long did you plan and and uh, how long have you wanted to be the chief creative officer of, of this incredible agency? And then I realised that I hadn't. <laughs> <laughs> it just happened. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So what did you say? Um I said that. I said I hadn't. Oh, oh you actually said that. Oh wow. Oh, okay. It's <laughs> honest. Yeah, I because I, well, this is the way I am. I said I hadn't, but I was so grateful that I was here because I'm learning so much and I'm meeting some incredible people and we're starting to do amazing work. Um and it's it's interesting because it's it's the opposite of what almost the opposite of what I'm I've been taught from a spiritual point of view of visualize and imagine it, it and send the universe those messages and it will come. But it was I got to where I got to because of the way I treated people and because when I believed in myself it actually attracted more belief and 
better ideas and better people and then it just snowballed. So you talk about the spiritual side. So I, I'm, I'm guessing throughout this advertising career in Sydney and then going over to New York, did you have a practice? Were you practicing a spiritual side? Can you tell us a little bit more about that as well? Oh, so not a lot of people know this, <laughs> but this is um, this is something to be um, considered for diversity and inclusion, I believe, in the coming years. Um, so much as uh, some people have something that belongs to them, whether it's a racial, um, uh, it's a culture, it's where they came from, it's, um, it's where they are now in terms of age, in terms of their politics, whatever, I have a very strong um, spiritual um, gift that came to me about, seven years ago and has just got stronger and stronger and stronger and stronger. And so that gift came when I started to go, to go into a place in Brazil, um, a spiritual retreat, and I started going there um, when I was in a really bad place in my life and um, I was looking for answers and I um, – I prayed for a retrenchment and I got it and I prayed for a retrenchment because I needed some money to be able to have a break or we had two small children and I had a dream that night and the dream was that I went to this place and um, everything in my life changed and I had no idea where the place was and I put two and two together and I went to see this lady that had done a reading for me, very um, connected, beautiful lady. Um, and um, she took groups to Brazil. And long story short, she said to me, yeah, you're coming. I've seen that you're coming. Um, but before she did that, she put on a DVD of the place that I dreamt on. And I said, that was that was in my dream. That's the place. That's the place. And that's when she said, yeah, you're coming. And so I started going to the Casa Dominatia um, and three years in I started uh, getting these incredible gifts. So I channel, so I channel light language, I channel uh, incredibly beautiful songs. Since I've been on this land I also channel uh, Aboriginal songs um, and uh, dance movements and uh, also there's a lot of galactic energies that I seem to channel. I seem to be able to, when it's right to help people, to um, bring through people that have passed, um, I seem to be able to know what has gone on in past lives and remove blocks. And uh, I seem to be able to clear energies that no that don't belong and open heart chakras and when I say it's I I I what I mean is that there's some divine source whether you call it God whether you call it the divine whether you call it source energy I whatever you call it it doesn't really need a label but there's something that comes through me that acts for people in their highest good and so much as a a psychic will be able to tell people what might happen in the future, um, 
I am able to connect with people's higher selves and give them messages around what they need to know at that point for their highest good. <laughs> God, there's a lot. Wow. Okay. So this happened, this happened around about seven years ago with the visit to Brazil. What, what was on that DVD then that you saw that was the same place that you dreamt? So it was, it was the place um, that I saw in my dream. Um, and there's a, a spiritual healer who's, um, whose name is John of God, uh, um, medium Joao, uh, who is no longer operating. There was um, some things that happened around him. Uh, and at the end of the day, he's a channel himself um, and he's also a man. And he was um, he was caught up in some stuff that I won't go into, but it doesn't take away from the incredible work that happened there. And so... I still work with the energy of um, the entities of, of light and love from the Casa Domnatia. And I believe, this is my belief, that that has given me access to enable to help other people in a different way from how I worked in health. So and the way I like to summarise it is, I made a decision to work in health um, in at the beginning of the new millennium. Um, 2012 was when I started to go there. And then my focus started to be through the gifts I started to receive, spiritual health. And so my want really is to bring the idea of spiritual health and connection to something that's bigger and of divine um, than just you as an individual, my want is to actually bring that into into leadership, into corporate leadership, into the world in some way to actually make people realise that much as what much as mental health wasn't talked about twenty years ago, it wasn't, and now it's it's recognised for what it is and the power of um, being well in your mental health. Um, Spiritual health is also, for me, um, my belief system is it's also as important because to um, to really know who you are and to be connected to all that can be is so important. But we've forgotten that we've forgotten that link back to self. Oh, I didn't know I was going to talk about all this so deeply. <laughs> yeah, well, it's 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 amazing because we did a we did a podcast episode with Stephanie Berman and, and Tim. You know, people can check that out. Just go back a couple of episodes from this. It's called "World's Top Ten McCann Health." And and during I think it's about three quarters of the way through period of time where Steph and Tim and yourself were all working with each other. They, you know, they brought up a bit around what it was like working in the New York office. And they talked a lot about love. It was lovely to hear, but I couldn't quite understand exactly what they were going on about. And they did and they did sort of try and articulate it and they did do it very, very well. But I think it was Tim who, who basically said that, it was, or Steph, they said that it was very hard to really articulate the feeling of what it was like to work when you were there. And I think Tim said on his first day, he said he just couldn't, he, he couldn't really explain it. You kind of had to be there, but he felt that there was just something in the air. And I think the best word that they could describe that feeling was a, a sense of love. So it's really interesting that we're kind of 
and they connected that back to you, obviously. But it's really interesting hearing you talk about, you know, when you came over to New York, but you were kind of going through this spiritual health side yourself. And that kind of puts down a little bit more context to what they were talking about, because it feels like not only were you bringing yourself and bringing over you know, your expertise and your love for work and fighting and the passion that we we know that you sort of have. But also there was this other thing that was going on that maybe, you know, people like myself on the outside wouldn't know about is this spiritual health. And that sort of feels a nice connection to what they were talking about, because now I'm getting, even though I've never experienced it myself, um, because I've never worked with you, but I'm, I'm starting to understand what they mean. And I think that's I'm starting to connect a couple of dots here. Yeah, thank, thank, thank you for that, and and thank you for acknowledging um, what Tim and Steph said. So that was that was. So I can I can delve a little bit deeper into that because I think that that's probably um, that's probably why we're doing this podcast. Actually, <laughs> now I come to think of it. Um, so Steph and Tim. So I employed I I employed them both. Um, and they were such an amazing balance of teams. So they were my two ICs. I employed them both, and with that I built teams underneath them, and then the work um, started to really come forward. Um, but the – so the thing the thing with any – like we're, everything's energy, right? Everything is energy, and the, the way that you are and what you put out to the world – is energy and when you are a leader you have a responsibility to actually lead from an energetic this is what I believe from an energetic point of view people need to feel you and they need to sense you not to fear you they need to follow you because they feel what it is that you're bringing and my uh, there was no hidden agendas with me in fact I was probably very naive um, in terms of how I was so bloody honest, um, <laughs> um, and and I I wore my and I still to this day wear my heart on my sleeve because I believe that I believe that it's all about being and living in a high vibration. And when we vibrate high, we bring people up with us. And when we do good work. And, and I'm not talking about creative work, but that is like work that makes a difference um, in in any sense of the word work. Um, when we do in, do work that is high intentional, i.e. done for the right reasons. So this is why I was so against scams, because to, to just create work that um, is work that is there to win awards, it's not in integrity. It's not authentic. Um, and in our industry, it was very difficult to get really good work up there because of all the parameters and all the hoops and bahu we had to go through. And so I believed, and I still believe, that if you work in integrity and you work with the best people and you empower them to be the best, the ideas are just going to flow. And that was always my belief. And I proved it again and again and again. I mean, we went from, I think, I think we were 60-odd million to I can't remember how, how much, but it was we nearly doubled in two and a half, three years that um, I was there. And Leo was an amazing leader, amazing. 
um, that the creative department grew from 60-odd to over 100. Um, when I left the um, the teams and the work that I had set up and started to champion before I left, um, went on to win the accolade that it's just won, so number one healthcare agency in the world. And again, I didn't set out to do that. It wasn't my intention to be number one healthcare agency in the world. My intention was always about empowering people to be their best and empowering the ideas to be their best and see what happens. And you see, that's an energetic thing. And when you believe from your heart that you want to do the right thing by the people and you empower them and then they empower people underneath them, everything fills into alignment. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, yeah, gosh, there was so much there that I I think anyone listening to this will be, you know, absolutely loving right now. I I think I've... I loved when you said, well, I loved all that you said, but, you know, the whole idea of people feeling you and not fearing you. I think that's such a, I think that's a big lesson that many, I'd say, creative leaders should take note of. Because I think, you know, when people get into those positions, there is an element of fear um, when you're working up into people at that title. It's not to say that they're intending that fear in any in any sense, but I think just being conscious of it is 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 really lovely. Just uh, apologize if this is like a really silly question. It feels like you're developing the spiritual side alongside learning, you know, this, you know, how to sort of navigate the sort of big corporate side of, of working in pharma in, in the States. You know, you're talking about you're able to channel you know, and you can maybe sort of channel people who have passed away or you can channel energy or all those sorts of things. Are you able to control it? Or when you're in meetings, whether it's with creatives or accounts or clients, does it all of a sudden just hit you? Like, do you, are you, do you have a choice of like when and where you can channel? Of Yes, of course. Um, so, so I can channel right now. I can channel some light language. In fact, I'm going to, and <laughs> we'll see what happens with it. We can feel you, my child. You are playful in your energy. But you have so much work at the moment. Oh, so much work. Too much, too much. But you are grateful. Okay, so that's an example of me feeling straight into your energy and light language and the um, the connection with your higher self there and then. So, so as to your question of, of whether I can control it, yes, of course I can. Um, it doesn't control me. Um, but I, I have channeled for some pretty powerful people, but it's always been at the right time in the right place. So light language is the language of the heart. Um, and it's we're all born with it. So when this started coming through me, I had no idea what it was. There's a lot of uh, healers, there's a lot of light workers that would do anything to get their light language activated. And mine came through and I had no idea. I thought it was, I thought I was crazy. Um, 
And then I started channeling these 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 entities, this 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 being from a planet called Hashiba. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> Where's Hashiba? And then they told me they said it was a planet in the Venus. Um, planetary system and we haven't discovered it yet and they told me that the entities are male and female it doesn't matter because we're all one and this was this was like seven years ago and I'm thinking I'm crazy and it went on for three or four years and so this is happening in tandem with living a a normal life um, and doing the work and so it's all now settled down. I know who I am. I know what this is for. But for for a while there, I thought, what is this? Um, the thing with the language as well is since I've been here, extraordinary stuff happens at Toppy Toppy. There's, I could show you videos. I could show you orbs. I could show you little galactic stuff, beings that happen here. Um and I could I could play you or I could sing to you because when I connect with the song, sometimes it's so incredibly high. Um, you know that scene in Shrek where the little birdie sings and then she sings and the little birdie goes higher and then she goes higher and then the little birdie goes so high it bursts? That's, that's me. I go so high I have no idea where that came from or how I could even reach that note. Um, and then I'll go into my healing circle and I'll channel, um, I'll channel a, a vibration that is, it's like I sound like a didgeridoo and it's really guttural and it's really low. Um, and it's, it's energy, Shahid. It's just energy and beauty. Yeah, I mean, we could all do with some energy right now, I think. <laughs> the language you just did a couple of minutes ago, that was from, is that from your heart or my heart? You talked about the light language being yeah. from the heart. So it's so it's my heart. So it's my, it's my access um, to who I am. So that's the way that I work with people here at Toppy Toppy and one of the things that I, so there's two things that I want to do with with the my future and one of them is to bring people here for the healing um the healing vibration of the land here and also to work with them one-on-one -on -one in retreats um leaders um to actually access their gifts um the 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 light language is mine and what it does is it raises the vibration the singing also raises the vibration which allows my higher self to access your higher self. And so with that, that's how I'm able to bring through different messages um, for people. And um, and so I've I've done a few one-on-one -on -one, one retreats where things happen from just clarity. Um, so leaders, leaders and people who are in leadership positions that come here seem to find working with me um, so much clarity, a lightness, um, if they're feeling stuck, if they're feeling heavy. 
And if they know there has to be more to life, what I seem to do is activate their inner knowing, which is their higher self. So then they can find self-love because that's a really big thing that we all um, struggle with. So they find self-love, they find clarity, and they find the more in the life that they're looking for. But they don't know what it is until I start working with them. And that's a process. And that happens over three, four, five days, however long it takes. Um, but it's all it's all in flow. It's all intuitive. And it's quite beautiful. I, I was reading the other day. I mean, it's sort of been banded around for the last two, three years, I guess. It's not it's not new news, but, you know, they're talking about like the number one quality for leadership is, you know, this, this emotional quality, this EQ versus IQ. But what I'm hearing, which is something that I've never heard before, which I think is is really phenomenal. It's sort of like, you know, really expanding my thought process now is it's not just about emotion. Actually, what you're adding to this is this sort of invisible layer that no one's really thought of yet. Of, of, and you can correct me if I've got this wrong, but this is what I'm getting from it is this spiritual health and energy. That's this sort of underlying kind of Jedi thing that you are that you brought to the agency. This is what you're bringing to people because you're able to kind of feel the blockages within people. You're able to feel, you know, what, what things are stopping that flow of energy or those things that are stopping somebody from loving themselves and all those sorts of things. I don't know. That's what I'm getting from it. So I think that's really, really interesting because I've never – heard or read anywhere about that as 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 a quality for leadership and and running organizations yeah so so let let me just clarify something so that's who I that is definitely who I am and what I'm doing now did I do that in corporate land did I channel and speak light language in meetings and sing in meetings and no I didn't um Oh, okay. <laughs> that would have been fun. Here's your ad. <laughs> and, and here's some my energy. Yeah. yeah. No, because because that's something. But I I do so here's the thing. Diversity and inclusion. I believe that we should be able to express all of who we are. And just as um and this this will be controversial, I know to actually say this out loud. But just as somebody identifies as gay or binary or whatever, a sexual orientation or not, or a box that they might or might not put themselves in, I have something that is different that I believe adds to who I am and it's part of who I am. But the acceptance of that, in a corporate space is not yet there yet. So what do I do with that? Well, I think I'm, I'm, way, be, I'm way before my time in terms of trying to change that or maybe not, maybe I'm not, I don't know. Um, but I know that it's potentially dynamite to try and even if you ask permission and you're given permission and you channel for someone and something comes through that they don't want to hear, um, it's exposing myself to risk. So I wouldn't do that in a work environment. Yes, I did channel for some friends um, while I was over there and I channeled for strangers. Um, I channeled for some very important people 
um, that came up. I remember the most um, surreal experience was I was in Cannes and it was the year that I was the um, the chair and it was the day after I wore, I wore my sparkly gold dress and um, I just – I just I looked like a pregnant goldfish, I'm sure. And I I had just um literally um come out of the um uh uh the the, the judging of the for good awards and I ran into um somebody there who I'm not saying who it was or even his position, but he was very, very important. And he stopped me and he told me there was something about me that he was so drawn to and he couldn't put his finger on it and he gave me a, a massive hug and um, I remember channeling for him and all of this stuff came through and, again, like it's confidential what came through for him, but I remember sit, standing there, my sister, who doesn't believe in all that stuff, she does now, but then she didn't, um, is standing there looking at me going, what is going on? I looked at myself. I had this out of body moment where I'm where I'm channeling for this very important person in this very important role. There's the palais in the background. There's a fucking Ferris wheel, <laughs> Ferris wheel. <laughs> it was like, oh my god! I should say that again without a swear word, right? <laughs> no, that's fine. You know, you know, we'll keep it in, don't we? <laughs> And I remember thinking in that moment, who am I? What is this? Um, but, yeah, so I didn't the – long, the long answer into a short answer is it's in corporate America it would be dangerous for me and for potentially other people for me to take that ability so blatantly into the workplace. However – there were times with trusted friends and some of them were colleagues that I would channel. Um, and the big, however, is I don't need to channel to bring my vibration of love into the workplace. Um, and sometimes I'd get in early. I mean, I'd always be in early. I'd be in there before anyone else in the creative department. And I'd get in and I would sing and I would channel songs and which would set the vibration for the day and I'd imagine the day being full of, full of love, even when I knew there was going to be some conflict and I knew there was going to be some challenges. Um, I just went from a place of love. Okay, let's go back to one of those moments then. So you're in the creative department, it's early in the morning, you can look at your diary, you've got an idea of there's going to be some really difficult meetings ahead it's going to be some conflicts um and you're sending good vibes across the floor or the agency when you're in those meetings of conflict giving this ability that you have and again i apologize if this is a really silly question when you're encountering somebody who's perhaps being quite negative whether it's somebody internal or it's a client or, or whatever are you able to see beyond what's coming from them with your abilities are you saying okay well i think it's you know you can feel that there are certain blockages again i don't have this spiritual ability but i've got a, a, a sense when somebody's going to be rude or somebody's going to be mean or somebody's just going to be completely out of order and i think like most people you're just there going well that's just what they're like you know but are you able to see beyond that and wait if you are able to see beyond that are you then able to go you know what if I just 
channeled X, Y, and Z, or I gave them a, hu- a hug or whatever it is, I know that I could unblock that. And all of a sudden, this this whole meeting would just completely turn around. Yeah, so that would have been lovely. But no, I, I didn't do that. Because to work with someone on that level, you need their permission. Um, and to go into... Um, to go into their higher self and to um, be there and and try and influence them in a way that they're not open to is not the right thing. But what you can do is so one one of the things that I I'm teaching now from my creative mentorship, um, what I'm doing with creative mentorship is I'm teaching people to build and trust their intuition more so when you took the break to then coming up with the idea for the retreat you know how what well, was that just an instant thing to do or did that take some time to work out no it it took time so um obviously um it it was it it was hard from a like to run the the flagship office from australia and um and my priority then was my children and re- reuniting with my children. Um, so I just, I just spent, I spent time just being rather than just doing. And I'm going to say that again. I actually went from from doing and working 14 hour days, sometimes 16 hour days, um, uh, remote to to just being. And with that, it was like sitting in a crappy nappy. A lot of stuff came up. And sometimes you need to sit in that crappy nappy and just let it pass through and just see what comes up next and then just deal with it. Um, then um, I, 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 I felt that the right thing to do was I put things into place to actually let let Tim and Steph step into what they needed to step into because they're both amazing in very, um, they're very different, but they're both amazing in different ways. Um, and so I let that take place. And then I thought in six months or so that I would be going back. Um, but I didn't, I actually went forward by staying here and really discovering who I am. And, um, yeah. And then the idea of, because I had I had the house, um, my uh, hu- husband and I had split up, and um, the one thing that I wanted was was this land and this house, and and then I started to people would start to hear about what I was doing locally, and they'd come to me for crystal bed healing and channeling, and and so it started to happen organically, and then I I, I started to pour my energies into putting in uh, a big deck for yoga, a, a, an infrared sauna, a second healing house for other healers to come and work here, a massive vegetable Mandela garden, so it's organic food here, um, solar, so it's, 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 all, um, it's all natural and I'm not using resources, um, I'm creating my own. Um, so I started building that up um, and so... I believe that now my skill set, which is is leadership from a different point of view, from a from a love energy point of view, which actually works as I've proved, um, 
So my skill set is is leadership. And like Shahid, you know that I was top of my game for a long time. Um, so that combined with my um, my blessed um, spiritual gifts, I believe, can help people whether they're the next next generation of leaders or they're leaders that are stuck to do. And that's why I set this up. But, you know, also locally I'm in a beautiful community so I get people coming for sessions. Um, so that's all great. Um, but, yeah, I, I, um, if I'm honest, I miss, I miss the um, empowerment and the creative mentorship of working with people like I did in New York. So I've opened that up as a separate strand. So the two things that I'm looking at doing is, bringing people here for one-on-one intensive four-day, five, six if they need it, um, experiences when they live with me and my very naughty Labrador. (laughs) Um, And um, just, again, learn to relax, learn to be, connect with nature. I've got the most beautiful property um, overlooking the water. So there's that strand of it, but then the other strand of it is to really find those people that want that um, that creative mentorship to learn the strategies, to, you know, learn everything from leadership, how to find their brand, how to, how to be that leader that they want to be, um, how to champion work, how to find that work and champion it, and what's the right balance between proactive work and real, real, real work and how does proactive work actually work for the clients and how do you make that work for the clients? And, um, you know, the, the whole awards thing is another another thing as well, like what's your intention when you enter in awards? Because you have to actually work out what your intention is to work out the kind of work that you want to do for the clients that you have. And I believe there's opportunity everywhere you just have to see it and look at the world in a different way. It's all there. Not everyone wants to be a leader either. I mean, some of the things that you said, I think, would, would be equally valuable for people who just want a bit of self-belief or, as you say, just have a moment to just stop doing and just being and just having balance. There certainly seems to be a, a huge gap right now within our industry and beyond. I would say arguably as well, I think just from a from a global perspective. One of the things that really stuck out for me was when you, the moment where you said you just went from just, you know, from doing to just being. And I think there's so many people who potentially are still in that, in that sort of hamster wheel, if you like, of just doing, doing, doing and burning themselves out. Anyone listening to this right now who might be feeling a little bit like that right now, like, you know, we're sort of, you know, couple of months into the 2022 <laughs> most people that I'm speaking to are feeling burnt out already and they are just doing 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 what what advice would you give them right now um come here and work with me oh <laughs> 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 uh, no, seriously um like take 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 the time for yourself um it's it's a mindset, you know, like it's a um, it's hard because there's a there's a massive amount to be done, right? But when you let go of that, when you let go of that, you can see that some of the things that you're doing 
you probably don't need to do. Uh, you And if you do need to do 14 hours a day and you're only willing and ready to do seven hours a day, then you need to make a change. And if you can't find what that change is, you need to take a break so you can find that change. It's, it's giving yourself the time to actually feel into who you are and what you want from life. And I'll say, I'll say this again around COVID. It's been extraordinary. In There's so many people, you know, you talk about transitions right at the beginning of this. There's so many people that have said, I don't want to be in that job anymore. In Australia, the housing boom is incredible. And, the, you know, I, I live three hours out of Sydney. Two years ago, that would have looked like, oh, no one wants to live there. Now, the price of my property has probably tripled because I've got water views, I've got mountain views, I've got five acres, I've got... And that's people are actually valuing connection to land um, and connection to self. But you have to stop. If you're feeling that you're doing too much, stop. If you need to take a mental health, health day, take it. If you need to take a week where you just focus on you, take it. And if you really... I've been working with um, some quite uh, quite high up uh, leaders, but also people that aren't leaders that have tried to do that work on their own and not been very good at finding what their more is, finding knowing that there's something that's not quite right, and they're not knowing what it is. And sometimes. And I've, I've done deep dives with them, which is basically eight weeks of keep going in there and seeing what's coming up this week, seeing what's coming up this week. Because there's all sorts of stuff that we carry in us that is um, intergenerational. Um, we carry the patterns of our parents. We also carry the imprints of past lives. I never knew any of this stuff. Um, I've learned it because I've channeled it and then researched it. Um, but we carry so much in us and we're programmed into this life. And then we look at it like I did. I stopped and I looked at, at, at what, what it was that made me happy. And what really makes me happy or made me happy in that instance was walking on the beach, um, being with my Labrador, um, eating well, really simple things. It wasn't about eating at beautiful restaurants in New York. It was actually reconnecting with who I was. So that's my advice. Try and take the time to find a little bit of who you are. And if you can't do it, seek some help. Um, yeah, it almost sort of ties back to the start of this chat for me when you talked early on in your days about mentorship. And it almost, again, you can correct me if I've got this wrong, but it almost feels like you're now this sort of spiritual health and energy mentor. And actually, you know, we are all pretty much alone working from home on teams, you know, kind of 14, 16 hour days. And, and it's, it's easy to hear, just stop and take a break for a day or so or whatever. But I think what you're saying, and it sort of makes perfect sense to me, is that actually having just a mentor, somebody who can sort of focus on the spiritual health and energy, actually is probably one of the best things you could 
potentially do for yourself, for your own mind, for your own self-worth. I get again, I'm not your I'm not a sales rep for you. I'm not you <laughs> I'm not on a commission or anything like that. But like it just getting in touch with you might just be a really nice way to start that journey potentially. I mean, not everyone's going to be able to come over to Australia for for a week or so, but but you you're offering this remotely too, right? I'm I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. In fact, um in fact all of my deep dives so far have been remotely and I just deal with with things that come out and look this 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 opportunity to talk with you was was never about just selling where I am now because it's not it's not about that it's it's about attracting attracting the people right now in this instance as we're talking about it that feel that they can't do this on their own and they need a bit of support um that's 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 what I'm here for now it's very different from where I was but it's the same it's 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 showing people that they have everything in them and that was the thing about my creative leadership it was about it was about empowering people not telling them what to do. It was empowering them to be their best. And this is a different form of it. It's it's just taken the time for self-belief, which goes back to my point about mentorship and what I received from Jeremy Perrault. He taught me to believe in myself because he believed in me and he held that space for me until I believed in myself. And that's, in a nutshell, that's what I'm doing for other people. And with that, there, there comes up some healing. Um, there, there comes up stuff like shitty stuff that you've got to let go. Um, and I've been doing that work with myself as well because, geez, I'm not perfect. <laughs> um, I'm fun, but I'm not perfect. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely fun. Definitely. I can definitely uh, vouch for the fun fun bit june where can people go to find out a little bit more if they want to discover a little bit more about you know some some spiritual health and energy mentorship where can they like where can they find you so they can they can they can email me um at june.laffey l-a-f-f-e-y f for fox e-y at icloud.com or um, they can uh, look at my website for a little bit more about what it is that I do, uh, which is uh, Topi, T-O-P-I, T-O-P-I, retreat, R-E-T-R-E-A-T.com, um, which, which gives more detail around what I do. The thing that I'd say is that, I'm learning as I go along and every every single experience is always different for whatever people need. So like I say, I, I do want to keep the two strands going. I'd, I'd love to keep the, the spiritual health side of things working and I'd love to, if people want to take their agency into the next level um, from a creative um, point of view, I believe that I can offer guidance there as well. But be warned, there's a bit of spiritual stuff coming to you. <laughs> so um, so I believe my mission now is to help leaders who feel stuck, heavy, and know there has to be more to life 
to activate their inner knowing so they find self-love, they find clarity, and they find the more in life that they're looking for. And that's it. Fantastic. Amazing. 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 Um, yeah, this, do you know what? I, I don't know how I, f- I feel so different after this podcast. And I'm not just saying this. I mean, I've done a lot of these, <laughs> but I feel different. I feel very, I, I never feel different after podcast other than I've just heard somebody's story and it's, it's been hugely inspiring, but I feel different for some reason. Maybe it was your light reading. I don't know, but um, it's been, it's, <laughs> it's, sorry. And so I, I just need to bring something through for you because I'm getting the light. So you asked me before, so don't put this to air, but you asked me before around Etika, uh, can I control it or not? I can, but totally I can. But sometimes when a message comes through for people, and now you've opened up your uh, higher self, there's a message for you here, Monaka, this time and space. They want to say to you that much has been happening, my child, on a higher vibrational level. This is what you are feeling. You are feeling the energy of June and all she carries. She is of service. She is of service to others to bring forward mana kaliana satamo anaka kianaka, all that can be for them at that moment. Mui anasantaka, you, my child, you have much exploration in this field coming to you. Oh, this is new. Mana kaliana santaka, you have been intrigued but you have also been activated into finding out more. Your heritage, your ancestors lived in this vibration. They lived with the vibration of pure love, light and knowing. Your soul has reconnected to this through this interchange with June. Ki amoka anasantaka. Integrate this knowing, isiti anaka. And if you would like, mo asantaka, have a mo kianakalianaka full session with June where she will bring through more. Moi asatai anakalianasantaka kianaka. This is not Isa June asking for business, for work. This is from her heart and there will be no charge. What you are feeling for you is a total shift in you. Um, so the, uh, they're showing me... Can you put your right hand on your heart? Close your eyes. Iki anaka. Kianamaka. Ite amakai ta. Kiata.
Ala Santa Ka. The work is done. Kiyomaka. <coughs> so, with that, drink water. <coughs> Make sure you drink lots of water over the next two days. Kalinaka. And um, they're saying try and avoid alcohol and eat well. Because <coughs> your your vibrations, I'm just clearing something for you with this coffin. <coughs> your vibrations just lifted. So you're going to feel a change in your body. Manakariaka. <laughs> wow. wow. Did it... <laughs> I'm glad this is a podcast. You can't see my face right now. I, Yeah. I don't know how this sounds. To I'll, If it's okay, I probably will stick this in the podcast because I don't know how this sounds to anyone else, yeah. but I feel like so different right now. Um, I wouldn't say, I, I don't know what the word is. Um, it's emotional, but it's, it's happy. I don't know if that, yeah. I don't know if that make. yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you've just done, June, but, but it's, um, yeah, I don't know what to say. It's been pretty, I feel, I do feel something and I don't know what, I don't know how to express it. I wish I was a writer like you, but yeah. You know what, you know what people, people say when they come here, when I work with them, they always say this one word. They say they feel lighter. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely one of the things that I'm feeling. Hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, I do. And I don't know how or what. Yeah, that was that was amazing, June. I don't know. Yeah, if if, if it, I'll listen to it back in the in the in the edit, but um, if you're okay, I, I'd love to keep keep that in because well, it's what yeah, it's what you do. I, yeah, yeah. I I I think so. Um, yeah, definitely. There's a reason it came through. So, okay, so I'm getting guidance here from my guides. So they're saying, yes, they're saying on one level, June, okay, this is my kick up the ass. I can feel it. Um, I can't lie when I get into this mode, by the way. I cannot lie. I always think I'm going to say something and I say something else. Um, everything that was said today is for a reason. Even the Manaka conversation around Jeremy June needed to express her love for this man, Kianaka. It needs not go further, Eti Anakalianaka, but it is an acknowledgement of all he is in her life. Eti Anaka. Um yeah, he's really important to me. Um, the what are they saying? They're saying that um, the reason you feel this so deeply is it's connected with your heritage, and that you will explore more of this. Um, it's actually going to make you think about your future. There's going to be, uh, so what I'm getting is there's going to be a shift for you. Not yet, um, but you've just been, you're going to be happier. They're saying you're going to be doing less and happier. They're saying don't try and work out. We can, we, I, I can hear the uh, cogs in your head flicking <laughs> around. Um, they're saying get out of your head. It's, they're saying just um, drop into your heart. Um and just sit with this. Wow. That makes sense. Yeah, 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 totally. 
yeah totally mm. well the massive you know just um yeah I was going to conclude I don't know how to conclude this but uh, <laughs> apart from just <laughs> I'm still I'm still very chilled out um well look that was that was um phenomenal for me personally um just thanks thanks so much that was as in, I've never experienced anything like that in my life and I it's just been such a such a an honor genuine honor June to just a hear your voice you know I haven't spoken to you in or seen you in, in in years so it's it's lovely to hear where you currently are it was it was brilliant to hear your journey your story um it was filled with love and filled with energy and, and light obviously and just the fact that you are able to offer this up to you know to anyone listening to this and beyond is is just wonderful um i, I really massively appreciated you bringing in a, di- a diversity into this too because it's something that we don't really think about and you've given us I'd say you've given us lots to think about that we perhaps need to be thinking more of so I just want to wish you you know from from my heart to your heart every every thanks in the world yeah thank you so much for joining this podcast today I am so honoured and in a space of place of love and light to be here thank you Shahid my friend Thank you.